Welcome to A Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. I am Melissa. And, and we, we are sisters. sisters. <laughs> I wonder yes. how many episodes we will be in before we finally how line that up. <laughs> indeed is the question. <laughs> All right. So I have a question for you, Melissa. Say, yeah. how do you say the word R-O-O-T-E-D? R-O-O-T-E-D, rooted. Rooted. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know from our listeners, how many of you say rooted? I have some friends. I live in Arizona. I'm from the Midwest. My sister lives in the Midwest. And my friends here are like, I'm confused. What, what is rooted? They literally didn't know what the word was. My friends like they from, say, they say rooted. Well, rooted. what I realized was I wasn't the one they were questioning. They were questioning my friend Hannah. And what I realized is I say rooted, but I'm from the Midwest. So I'm like, what's the, why do I say rooted? Either way. Cause I even say it in my head. Like when I'm saying scripture, like I'll say rooted. I think it depends what I'm, how I'm saying it because I'm like, but I also say rooted. Like, I feel like if I was saying my faith is rooted in Christ, I would say, yeah, you don't say rooted. No. But when you asked me this, Ah. when you spelled it, it came to my head as rooted. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So now I want to know people need to let us know where are you from and which one do you say rooted or rooted? (laughs) Rooted. So weird. So weird. There's so okay. many words like that. So that many. It's like, like, how do you say it? And how do you say it? Yeah. Bag, bag. Yeah. We were just talking about that yesterday. Some kids from who moved here from Wisconsin too. They're like, mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. So today we're going to talk about when we just want to be in control. Ooh. We just want to control everything around us because no one can do it right. <laughs> I'm wondering how many people their ears perked up or they're like, I'm out of here. I'm out. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I like my system of being in control. <laughs> so I have plenty to share on this topic because it's definitely something I've struggled with a lot. Melissa, it's not something she struggles with near as much. Um, if like at all. And, but she, I think she'll have a lot to share with us just based on the fact that she doesn't really struggle with it. So yeah. So I'm going to share just like a couple of examples from my life. I want to preface before we get into this. Um, we all have things that we struggle with and we all have things that we don't struggle with. And this does just happen to be something that I haven't had to work very hard at. It isn't because I'm great. <laughs> well, you did tell us last episode how amazing you were. I did this. say that. Yes. <laughs> and now I feel like I need to be humble. <laughs> Gotta balance it out. <laughs> yes. Today's my so humble. Is this, is this like a fake humility? <laughs> no. <laughs> Real. It just comes and goes. Your, your, your humility comes and goes. <laughs> oh my God. It comes and funny. goes. Humility comes and goes. True, true, true. true. Okay. I feel like that's how it is. <laughs> okay. So a couple examples in my life. So, you know, we have eight kids. We adopted four as teenagers. So I had never had teenagers. And then all of a sudden I had teenagers in my family and I just wanted to control them because I controlled my children four and under. <laughs> every little move. So it just made sense to me to control all other things. And if you're listening and you don't know automatically how this turned out for me, you definitely need to keep listening. <laughs> Cause I think most <laughs> of you could probably imagine this did not go well for me and my relationships with my older children, because mm-hmm. what happens when you try to control people is they push you away. Like they don't want anything to do with you. You alienate them. It's not a comfortable feeling. And it really hurts relationships when we try to control everything around us. And if you honest yeah. to goodness did not know that I was going to say that 
for real. I'm telling you, like, this is something you're going to want to keep listening to because mm-hmm. I've come a long way in this area, but I mean, I was like top notch controlling every single thing. And that is a very unhealthy place to be for those around and I, me and even myself. Yeah. And, and if you're thinking she's being hard on herself, she's not, she's being real. <laughs> nope. She was there. She remembers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a beauty of having someone who's walking through life with you. They can always remind you, you don't need to be humble. They'll humble you. <laughs> Just kidding. You do need to be humble, but, um, and other, other areas that I like still really struggle in, um, because I really don't struggle anymore with trying to control my older kids. They're a living on their own now. And I just have made peace with, they're not always going to make the same decisions as me as I would want for them, or I would choose for them, or I would have chosen for myself. Um, but they are their own people. They're going to make their own mistakes. They're going to figure out this things, these things in life by themselves. And I have a lot of peace about that 10 years later. <laughs> To be clear, it was not just a quick hop, skip and a jump. There was a lot of mess in between then and now. But so we're hoping we can fast forward that in your life. That's right. Maybe you don't need 10 years, maybe one podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) We can hope, right? Mm -hmm. So but some areas I still struggle in is my house. And I think all the women right now can say Mm -hmm. amen because Mm -hmm. I just want my house to look and feel and be a certain way. I don't care who's, it's not about who's coming over. It's not about who may or may not see it. It's literally just for my own sanity. I just want my house to be a certain way. And that's, you know, in my family, it works. We're pretty minimalistic. So getting our house put back together is not very hard. My kids are really good. We have systems, but you know, I've mentioned, I just had surgery and my mom, our mom came and helped take care of me for three weeks. Cause my husband was in and out of town working. And so the two people who were taking care of my household were, well, the, the, the people who were taking care of my household were my mother, my husband, and my four children, my four younger children. And what I learned real quick was it was a real quick reminder that like, oh yeah, you still have some control issues <laughs> because nobody does things the way I want them to. Nobody mm-hmm. cleans up like I want nobody tidy. I mean, it's like laundry isn't, it's literally no one does things like I want them to. And I just wanted to sit in my recliner and be resting my shoulder and icing it and then get up and have everything look like I wanted it to. And it 100% did not. No, don't get me wrong. My mom and my husband, my kids, they did a really good job. They really did. And I had no business tearing them apart with my words or my mind, (laughs) but that did not always stop me (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I wanted to walk out and feel stress-free in the rest of my home. And I did not I felt stressed out walking around my home going, that needs to be put away and that needs to be put away. And I'm sorry, you think this is cleaning up again? This is to my children, not my mom and my husband, but, (laughs) and, and I was just like frustrated and I would come out and I would kind of like barf on everybody and then I would just come back and sit in my chair and they'd be serving me and taking care of me. And, and I just was like, I'm a real crap. Like this is garbage <laughs> that I'm, that I'm doing this. Even if I wasn't spewing on them verbally, which rest assured I was, but even if I wasn't, this is happening in my mind and it's not healthy. Like, because people sense how we feel, mm-hmm. they, you know, we communicate with people how we're feeling, whether we mean to or not. And people, they start to walk on eggshells around you. Like, or they feel like my poor, our poor mother, like I'm sure she felt at times like she couldn't do anything right because I was just like, oh, that's not where we put that. Or like, oh, I don't Mm -hmm. like this here. or I don't do it this way. And it's like, oh my gosh, Rachel, get Mm -hmm. a grip. You don't need to think these things or say these things. And it's so silly. Like she left and like, honestly, anything that was out of place, it took like no time at all. Just next time I used it, I found it and I put it back where it goes. And it's like, I could have spared everyone in my household, including myself, so much stress if I had just been like, hey, you know what, Rachel, 
you're going to need to lower your expectations and everything will not fall apart. Like the house will not be completely undone. It's just not going to look like I want at all moments of the day. And so I definitely still struggle with this. I, you know, I know I'm not alone. And Melissa, I mean, you don't struggle as much with needing control, but you probably understand a little bit of the house stuff too. Oh, for sure. I mean, any mom who feels like, I mean, yes, if our house can be in order, everything just functions a little bit better in my brain and that kind of thing. And I get really frustrated more when my kids are lazy Oh yeah, and don't, you know, like I, yeah. and that kind of thing, and just don't do what they're supposed to do. Like that obviously is a maddening. Um, I was going to say that something that I have, I was thinking about when you were talking um, about control is, so when my kids were younger, I would, this was something I needed some control over them was when we were out in public. Cause I had five kids who were within six and a half, almost seven years apart. And so I, we were always, people stared at us everywhere we went. Cause there was so many of them. Every time I would they go out, they were tiny. Yeah. They were tiny. And a lot of them and people would always without fail, ask me if they're all mine. Did I have any twins? Was this a daycare? Did I mean to have twins? <laughs> Do you I mean, know how birth control works? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I needed them to always have it together when we were in public. So we weren't a spectacle. And yet I knew that that was a spectacle. Huh? Because you already were a spectacle. Yes, exactly. Just showing up, we were a spectacle. And I knew, but I knew that that was so unfair. I could not expect them to be perfect in public because they were children. And um, and so one of the things, obviously you're going to keep sharing some things, but um, one of the things that I learned really quickly is instead of having the expectation that they would be perfect. I needed to have the expectation that they weren't going to be perfect Yeah, because then I wasn't disappointed when they weren't right. perfect. And I wasn't mad when they weren't perfect. I wasn't frustrated. I was more like, well, this is what I expected. And it almost always went better. Yeah. Then I plan huge when I gave them space to get it wrong. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like, so expectations are huge because the thing is, is like my kids, I was struggling when my, when mom was here because the kids were being lazy. Mom would say, clean up. Mm-hmm. And then you get screens and they wouldn't clean to the standard I've taught them. And I was like, so I was frustrated at them, not her. She doesn't know the right. standard I have. I was frustrated at them because they were being lazy. So like, to be clear, like some of it, my, you know, frustration was warranted, yeah. but like, I just knew if, if I had just gone into my surgery with the expectation that like, Hey, Rachel, it's just going to be like the three weeks. And then you're going to start feeling better. And you're going to start being able to put it back together. But like, I didn't, I right. really like, I should have just done that. That would have changed everything. Yeah. If you had gone into knowing that your house is just not going to be put together the way you like right. for three weeks, but it's not the end of the world because three weeks will come and go and everything will go back to right. normal. Yeah. And my house looked great. Like anybody mm-hmm. could have stopped by and been like, your house looks great. Your mom and husband are, and kids are doing a phenomenal job. I mm-hmm. mean, and that's where like our, the struggle of wanting to control comes in is like, right. okay, but you left those two things out. Therefore well, it's not done or whatever. What I'm thinking as you're saying all of this is that I think control and expectation go hand in hand. Yes. And we, when we have an expectation of one thing, we're like, like I was saying about my kids, when I let go of the expectation of them being perfect, suddenly I didn't feel so the need to control everything. But when I needed them to be perfect, then I was more on them and trying to control, you know, would have controlled them more. And so, yeah, yes. I just, just thought of that. I like that. Well, and it creates more stress. Right. For everyone. So like, I feel like in short, trying to control everything honestly ruins relationships mm-hmm. and it only creates more pride in our life. Yeah. I feel like the more I think that I have it like my way or the highway, like yeah. that's just pride. And oh, yeah. obviously like as a mom, like, I mean, I do know how to run my own household the best. I mean, I do know certainly more than my children, good systems, mm-hmm. 
But like, that's my God given role, but that's not like permission to just be prideful Mm -hmm. and, and entitlement comes into that too. Like what I feel entitled to having a perfectly clean magazine house at all moments of the day. Like that's gross. (laughs) I don't want to be that way. And so like, it creates more pride. And like, obviously the Bible is so clear. Like we are supposed to humble ourselves. Like in James four, it says, humble yourselves before the Lord he will exalt you. Like don't exalt yourself and like your own plans and like your own systems. It's like, but that's what we do when we're just trying to, you know, get control is raising up our own selves and being like, I know what's best. And, and I am honestly like, this is huge in marriage too, because I mean, I will never forget. Okay. Let's see when we had our first child, this was like almost 14 years ago. My husband was um, like, kind of a dope. Um, and he hasn't changed a lot. <laughs> kind of a dope. Yes, he is. But what I have learned is that this is just who he wants to be in parenting. He's an amazing dad, amazing guy, like seriously, but he would be a little bit of a dope. Like he'd go to like the store with our baby and not bring a diaper bag. That's a dopey mm-hmm. thing to do. And I would get so frustrated. I would try to control the situation. I didn't want him to take him and things like that. And you, Melissa, you were at my house. You already had more mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. and you were kind of like, well, okay, let's just, let's just talk this through. Like literally what's the worst thing that will happen. And I was like, oh, well, the worst thing has happened is he won't have a diaper bag. And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then what? He's going to like put his pants and he won't be able to change. Like he'll have to improvise. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and who's going to suffer for that? I'm like, Joey. And you're yeah. like, yeah. So what is it to you if he has to suffer and guess what he's going to learn on his own? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring yep. a diaper bag. And I would love to tell you he did learn that. I don't know <laughs> that he really, but by the time we had our fourth baby, he was solid. He brought that diaper bag everywhere, mm-hmm. but like, you know, he didn't have as much experience with the kids mm-hmm. as me. And so it's like, I didn't want him to learn for himself. I just wanted to control him. And that yeah. only just made things worse between us. And so that was a huge like revelation that you brought to me was like, what's the worst that can happen? And yeah. are they not going to figure it out on their own? And so right. I got really good at implementing that. I shouldn't say really good. I got better at implementing that with my older kids. Like what's the worst that's going to happen and like, who's going to suffer. And like, we, sometimes as moms, we do want to like control. So our kids don't suffer, but like, honestly, I learned through pain and suffering, (laughs) not like surgery. I mean, I learned from that too, but like my own painful, stupid consequences. I learned from that. Like, so our kids need to learn from that. Our husbands need to learn from that. Our, you know, our friends, like we can't fix everything for everyone. And by assuming maybe we know best and like trying to save people that still just builds our pride. And it doesn't really help people because I feel like we haven't really given them a leg up. We've like, well, when you're talking about learning from our experiences as a mom, I've always, when Bill and I talk about like disciplining, giving our kids consequences, things like that, we're like, if it doesn't hurt them, if, if the Mm -hmm. consequence doesn't hurt their heart, if it doesn't affect them, if it doesn't bother them, they're not going to learn from it. Right. And I think that's normal life. Yeah. If we protect, if we control things so much in order to protect everyone around us from anything Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're hindering growth really is what right. we're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I don't want that. And I don't want my growth to be hindered either. And I think the more mm-hmm. I try to control things, the more I am hindering my own growth. Like, yep. I really, I don't think that that's the way God designed us to be in relationships, you know, friendships, mm-hmm. community, you know, yep. you know so yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know, I've been just thinking about this whole humble piece and it's like how every time we find ourselves wanting to control, it's really an opportunity to like come before Jesus and be like, Mm -hmm. I am struggling with pride right now. And that's not healthy. And Mm -hmm. because, okay, so let me back up for a second. So when we want to control things, I think 
literally like we're in our heads and we're like, oh my gosh, if everyone would just do things the way that I said, like this wouldn't happen and this wouldn't happen and things would go well. Like that's kind of how our mind thinks. But Mm -hmm. then if we recognize that and go, Ooh, that's pride. And then we can come before God and be like, okay, now I want to change me. I don't want to change them. Would it be ideal if everyone around us got their act together? Of course, but like, we can't change them and we're just going to make our relationships with them worse. And so it's like, we, that's the opportunity we have to come to Jesus and be like, I just need you to humble me. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately he's probably going to humble us by giving us a lot of opportunities where we have to have self-control and not try to control everything. And it's like, I want to be someone who seeks like to have self-control over control. Yes. Because they are totally different things. I like that. I want to have self-control over having control. Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. I feel like everyone needs to write that down. <laughs> yes. Well, and it honestly, like I was thinking about that from second Timothy one, seven for God gave us a spirit, not a fear, but of power and love and self-control. And like, when we want to control things, we're afraid we're f- like, it might be dumb fear, yeah. but we're afraid that we'll feel stressed in our house. We're afraid people will get in trouble. We're afraid people won't, will have consequences. We're afraid. Mm-hmm. And so we're not trusting God. And then we're not living out of the power and the love and the self-control that like he gifts us mm-hmm. freely. We just have to ask for it. And so it's like, we're literally living in an unbiblical way. Yeah. By choosing yeah. to just try to control everything. Well, and something that I think about a lot from this control thought process is that um, when I am trying, if, if I'm trying to control something, um, I'm, it's smothering, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, like you said, it affects relationships. It, it makes us more agitated inside. Mm-hmm. It makes us more irritable on the outside. Right. It makes the people around us not want to be around us. Right. And, um, and so in, in our effort of trying to make things better, yeah. we're making them way worse. Right. Like it's like literally the opposite of what our goal is. If we're trying to control mm-hmm. a situation, it's because we think we're making it better, mm-hmm. but we literally are just killing everything around us. Right. It's exactly. Just, just such, well, and it, we're it, feeding it, our pride on top of it. Right. So right. we're throwing fire fuel on the wrong fire. Right. Yeah. Not to mention we're burning everything down around us. Right. So interesting. But this yeah. is like, yeah. And because you don't really struggle with controlling, I can see it on your face. You're kind of like, what the, this is terrible. Why would anybody <laughs> live this way? <laughs> she doesn't want to say it because she loves the people, but her face yeah, is well, communicating. We're hoping to put these on YouTube in the future. So we have, we'll have videos. So maybe one day I'll have to go back and watch it. Cause her face is really like, what gives, why would you want to be this way? Well, it's like, I'm really, really thinking it through. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, wow, that's like a terrible way to approach a situation. And yet I know that it's a really normal, easy to be normal way to approach situations. And and it's specifically normal to women. Yes, for sure. Guys just don't struggle as much. Obviously there's going to be the guys here and there who do, but like, Mm -hmm. it's very specific to women, Mm -hmm. um, which is sad because like God made women so amazing and so beautiful and we can do so much, but man, we can really destroy a lot too. And that's also very biblical. (laughs) Yeah. Like a nagging right. wife is like a drippy <laughs> leaking roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't. Somewhere. I guess I, that was one of my favorite verses when I first got married is I was like, I don't want to be the, yeah. It says a nagging wife is more annoying than a yes. dripping roof on a, like on a metal roof or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. Cause I was definitely naggy when I first got mm-hmm. married. Not, 
I don't, I guess it's been a long time. We've been married for 24 years. So it's hard to go back and think, was it out of a desire to control or was it out? I'm not, I don't really know how that all played out. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I, so Rachel, you, you mentioned that this isn't something I naturally struggle with a lot. It doesn't mean I don't encounter it, Mm -hmm. but what I like, I'm kind of like processing through this as you're talking. And like, I remember when Bill and I first started having kids and if he would get it wrong and I would feel frustrated because I'd be like, well, if you ask me, like I'm the one here with him all the time, why don't you ask me? I can help you make this easier but he didn't care to ask me. He just wanted to be the dad. He just wanted to do it the way he wanted to do it, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I remember being very purposeful in my thoughts about, okay, well, God made me a mom and he made him the dad mm-hmm. for these kids. We're both going to do things different for a reason. And right. those things, mine isn't necessarily better. It might be better for me because right. it's me to keep things moving throughout the day. But if he doesn't need that, then why would I require him to do something that is not natural for him. And he doesn't have any expectation of me as a mom. He just thinks I'm a great mom. And however, right. He doesn't come alongside me and say, well, I don't do it like that. Why don't you do it? You know, and totally. um, What'd you say? I said, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that each situation, each time I've been encountered with, do I want to try to take control of this? Mm. I've just decided that the energy that goes into it isn't even worth it. And it would exhaust me. And so then I would just like, okay, I'm not going to control this. And it, and it's made those situations much easier for me. Yeah. It well, sounds so like, selfish, like, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I'm like, I, well, I just was, I started with talking about how if I had been, I would have had less stress Yeah. in this. I mean, so I'm not trying to be selfish, but like selfishly, I would have had less stress. Also exactly. everyone around me would have had less stress. Exactly. So it's like, I'm not yeah. just thinking of myself here, but it's like, it is true. It does cause mm-hmm. us more stress. And then we just get like, like we just, put our foot down and it's like, Oh, but I told them once I told them a hundred mm-hmm. times. No. And, and I think about, we have, so we have two sisters-in-law that we share because both of our brothers are married to these wonderful women mm-hmm. and we've known them a long time. I mean, I went to high school with both of them and they're friends and sisters to us and they could not be more different both of, than both of us. They're mm-hmm. both similar to each other, but they could not be more different than us. And like, I am a very systematic person. My household runs on systems. I will never forget one time my neighbor dropped my kids off and I was sick in bed. And I said, can you just, they were little, it was after school. I said, could you just make sure they come in and get in the house? Because I like was sick with a migraine or something. And she was like, she had two kids and she was like, oh my gosh, how did you get your, they, they came in, they took their winter boots off. They put their dishes in the dish, their lunch boxes in the dishwasher. They hung their backpacks. She's like, how did you get them to do that? <laughs> I don't understand the question. I'm very systematic. <laughs> this is how my family runs. But what I have realized is that like our sister's-in-law if I tried to put on them, my system, mm-hmm. it would mm-hmm. undo them. It yeah. would be, it would feel too rigid. It would feel too suffocating. Like it would yeah. not be life-giving to them. My systems are life-giving to me and my kids, yeah. they like our systems. Like I can tell, like, I don't feel like I've like suffocated them by having these systems, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what works for me doesn't work for everyone. And I am one person yeah. of many personalities. And I have spent a lot of my adult years thinking my way is the best way because I'm mm-hmm. such an efficient person, but I have got has really shown me how to love all of the different personalities yeah. and to admire what they bring to the table, yeah. which is often things I don't bring to the table. And I'm not, you know, I haven't spent any time trying to control their families, but it's just been a good, like, that's been helpful for me to picture mm-hmm. my systems on them and being like, I know that this wouldn't be good for their them. And well, and even though you and I have a lot of similarities in our personalities, we also are very, very different. And I do not have systems at all the way you do. I don't care to, I'm 
totally. I mean, maybe my house would be cleaner all the time, but I'm not, that's just not how I, it would be suffocating to me. Right. To be right. So rigid, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so talking, since we're talking about control and well, I do want to say in my house, it doesn't feel rigid. I know I was talking about no. when I came out from surgery, but we just do the same things every day. Yeah. It doesn't feel rigid to them. It would just feel rigid to you. Yes. I just wanted to sound like my family's like, you know, I, I was struggling when I was, you know, after surgery, but in general, Mm -hmm. it's just like, well, this is just what we do. So no, I don't, I agree. I don't think that your household feels rigid by any means, but in order for me to implement, oh yeah, absolutely. Function would feel rigid to me. And I was not, I would not do great with that. Um, and so something I think I can address from the point of view of the person who maybe isn't overly worried about being in control, but maybe has people around them who do like to be more in control Mm -hmm. is that it is okay. So if you're the person more like me, where you're like, I don't necessarily feel like I need to control all the things in my life, but I do have people that I love that make me feel that way sometimes, Yeah. but it's really important. Then you put boundaries around yourself Mm -hmm. with the people in your life who, because you're, you're right. Just because it works so good for you doesn't mean it works so good for everyone else. Just like whatever works for me, wouldn't work for you, you know, that kind of thing. And um, when, so Rachel and I were in business together for a lot of years doing, I was a photographer and she was videographer. And so we did a lot of weddings together and we would meet with a lot of potential brides together, but I lived like 45 minutes North of the cities. And she was like right in the cities and she didn't have any kids at the time. And I had little kids and Bill was out of town and it was my full-time job. So it was, yep. And I had to limit how many I could take because of Bill being gone so much and that kind of thing. Um, but so this is what Rachel did. And, um, and I remember one time, like it was really important to her that we meet with brides as close to the cities as possible. Cause she didn't want them to have to like drive far out of their way or whatever. And I had to say, I can't, I can't do that. Like I can't commit to that because, um, well, we'd meet with this brides and then, you know, maybe one out of every three wouldn't hire us. So mm-hmm. it was like a lot of meetings. And even yeah. when you limited, you still did 20 plus a year. Oh yeah. So it wasn't, I mean, and that's in wedding season, we're talking yeah. like April through October. Right. Yep. But yeah. It's yeah. A lot so, of meetings. Yep. And so I had to say, I, you know, I need, I can meet with brides, but I can only go this far away from my house. Yeah. I can only drive 20 minutes from my house because yeah. even that is a big commitment with getting a babysitter and driving, you know, right. the, the meeting would take a little over an hour plus over an hour of driving both way, you know, between the both ways. And, um, you and you didn't love it at first, but then but it, you never had or, any, we never had any brides that had a problem with that. Never. Not one single yeah. time. Did we have, they were like, sure, we, I can meet you there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just go wherever the bride wanted. So mm-hmm. if she was like, well, I live in this suburb. I would drive there, which mm-hmm. was sometimes far from me, but of course it would have been even further from you. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, well, that's just what we do. And then you were like, I just can't. Yeah. And I'm sure I didn't love it. I was young. No, you didn't but, love it, but then you realized it wasn't a big deal. So like, I wasn't. Had, yeah. Yep. So I had to put a boundary around that yep. and it was fine. It totally ended up being fine. So totally. Well, you know, we've talked a little bit in some, some of these episodes about affirmations and these are things that I have done, um, just kind of meditated on, um, reminded myself when I struggle, when like a temptation to be prideful or try to control comes up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so today I was just going to share one with you. And, um, so it was a couple sentences I, I grabbed from a devotional that was really impactful for me. And it just says the decisions you make today affect where you end up tomorrow. What you think about right now will impact who you become Mm -hmm. and how you spend your time will determine the direction of your days. So basically, if today you continue to be, you know, someone who just tries to control everything, guess what you're going to be tomorrow Mm -hmm. and in a year from now and in five years from now. 
You're literally just like feeding that. It's the fuel we were talking about putting on the fire. So the decisions I make today do actually affect where I go tomorrow and the direction of my life. And so if today you are struggling, if you struggle with self-controlling um, things and today you are given an opportunity to have some self-control, <laughs> it's a very lovely churchy way to describe it. You were given an opportunity to <laughs> uh, pay attention because it is going to affect where you end up in a year from now. And if it's something you desperately want to let go of, focus on that. And then I just love the verse Ephesians 3:17. I am rooted in Christ and securely grounded in his love. He dwells in me. That's an affirmation. It's not a word for word from that verse. And it's like, where are you rooted in? Where is your security grounded in? Are you grounded and secure in the things of controlling, you know, controlling the schedule, controlling your house, or are you rooted and grounded in Jesus? And, and my challenge for people today would be when you find yourself wanting to control, ask yourself, what am I really afraid of? Mm -hmm. What's the worst that could happen here? And then am I trusting God in this? If I feel the need to control everything, because if we're controlling everything, how much can we possibly be trusting God? Mm -hmm. And that's something I have to challenge myself on constantly. So if you're like, oh my gosh, that's going to be me every day. You are not alone. Mm -hmm. Some of us are just like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all I have, miss. Are you? Yeah. You no, add? I think. No, I, I was a little unsure of what I was going to bring to the table today. I told Rachel that I was like, not just, just cause this has not been the thing that I've had to work really hard at, but um, I enjoyed going back and forth with you. And I love I just keep thinking about, do I want to have self-control or control? I just love that. I just yeah. think that's so profound. Me too. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us and we will see you next time. Have a good day. Bye.